Business is brought to you by Audible.com. Everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share some tips and tricks about what it's like to be a married couple that own and operate a business together and uh, those kind of things. Yeah, it's um, it's fun to share things that we're learning and that we're going through with everybody else. Yeah, no, it totally is. So Craig, what's been going on lately? I was very excited the other day. Very excited. I was very excited the other day I kidnapped you. That's not a good word. I know. I know. The other day, I kind of put together and planned sort of an unplanned, spontaneous day of you and I together. Played hooky from work. I love spontaneity. Yeah. You had a hard time with it. Let's be honest. So I, I the, the day before, Thursday, I was like, oh, you know what? Uh, I, I don't have a ton on my plate for tomorrow. I can push a couple of things to Monday. I was like, I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to make Allison come with me to go on a bike ride and I'll take her out to breakfast. Then we'll go shopping together. We'll hang out for, you know, a half a day. It wasn't like anything extravagant, but but you didn't tell me what we were doing. I didn't tell you anything about what we were doing. Right. I just kind of, I just kind of was like, okay, put clothes on that are warm and that you can go for a bike ride. In. Yes. How did you feel about it? Overall, it was fine. Um, <laughs> it was cold. It was like 40 degrees out. Um, I think I, I had a good time. Yeah. Let me preface by that. It was nice. It was really great that you wanted to spend quality time with me. Um, I was not prepared for the elements, and that made it difficult. Yes. Um, things I would have done. There are just things I would have done differently had I, one, had more time to prepare or two, yeah, had time to prepare. So, so spontaneity, not a thing to drop on you. Well, or like now that I've biked in the fall in New England in 38, 40-degree weather, like— if you said it again, I'd be like, "Okay, now I know," because we've we've just never done it before. So yeah, it was I a didn't cold. Ha- I it- didn't have gloves. I didn't have a hat. Like it just, um, I didn't think about the fact that like when we were running errands afterwards, I would still be in all my bike stuff. Like literally, didn't bring a change of shoes, so I was in my biking shoes. So no, it was really nice. It was breakfast afterwards was great. Um, there were just moments where I thought I was going to die. It wasn't that bad. You were fine. No, I just wanted to try to do something that was, you know, spontaneous, something different. Uh, And part of that stemmed from the fact that we had been or I had just finished the book Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman and thought that, you know, maybe I know that your love language and my love language aren't anything about time necessarily or spontaneity. Sometimes, though. I mean, I think you still want all of these things, but not necessarily it's not your primary focus. Yeah. And so, you know, I thought, hey, it would be fun to to do something like that. It, no, it you was know, fun. Yes, there were things that could have been better, but I thought it was a good time. It will definitely be a day that's memorable and we'll talk about Well, it. I think you're on the hook for the next one. I think that's the difference now. Oh, like, man. I now did one, so they think you're on the hook for I, the next spontane- spontane- spontaneous day. I don't think life has to, has to be tit for tat. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> I have to do all of the, yes. all of the, okay. Yes. Uh, so anyway, this week, we are talking about the book Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. And Allison, give us a little bit like of an of a overview of what the book is about. All right. So I hadn't even I'd never even heard of this book. And it's not it's not new. It's came no, out in like 1992. Right. My sister has in the past referenced referenced my niece's love language, which is not apparently getting cards like she and I, I didn't know what she meant. She'd be like, just she doesn't need the card. She doesn't need a birthday card. Just hand her the present. She doesn't. Mm-hmm. So she was 
doesn't value that as a way of showing love. Other people do. Your mother really appreciates and wants to get a card. or So the way people recognize love and how they show love or want to be shown love is different. My parents um, are gift givers. So I think that sometimes they show their love by giving gifts. But we all recognize how we feel love differently. So this so the love languages the, it's called the book is called the five love languages how to express heartfelt commitment to your mate um, and it was written originally in 1992 and it kind of outlines five general ways that people express ex, and experience love which the author calls the love languages and it's um, words of affirmation acts of service gifts quality time, and physical touch. And so those are kind of like the five major categories. And I think it's interesting over the 30 years of the life of the book, it's kind of exploded. And and now, you know, now you can go online, uh, fivelovelanguages.com. You can take a test, figure out what your love language is. Um, there's other versions of the book. There's five love languages for children. Um, but I think what was neat about it for you and I going through the exercise um, is it makes it made me at least think a little bit more about okay this when it when it came out so my love languages is words of affirmation right I like to be told how great I am and mine's an act of service and it was interesting for me to uh, to think about okay well that makes sense that makes sense that that's mine you know I'm not a big I'm not a big I don't like I don't love touch I don't really like for pe- I I like to do my own thing like you know so it's it was interesting to kind of see how all of those. Um, kind of came out in the test. And I think what was inter- the most interesting about it is I think about, well, I like to get words of affirmation. So I show my love language to people as words of affirmation. I talk, to, I tell them how great they're doing. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm very much a positive reinforcement kind of person with our employees, with you, with our kids. But that's not always the right way to approach giving somebody their love language. You have to learn their love language in order to communicate or, or make them feel better. Right. And what Gary talks about is we are most likely to try and use our love language on other people. But if that's not their love language, it's falling on dead ears. And so a lot of t- in the book, he talks a lot about, I mean, primarily married couples, how, you know, they they come to him and they talk about, well, I'm always telling her how pretty she is and how great she is and this and that. And it does in she doesn't care, but her love language is acts of service. And so if you're not doing acts of service, it's not that she doesn't care. It's that that's not how she feels fulfilled. Well, and I think about it in our relationship, and it's actually in a lot of ways, has, I mean, has made me think a lot more about, you know, and we've been together for over 20 years. We've, you know, we've worked together for 20 years and I, it made me think a little bit more about sometimes how I do, you know, I am not a great acts of service person for you sometimes like and it's little things it's not necessarily big things it's not like you have to do like you know big giant things it's little things like you know picking the laundry up off the floor we you've taught you've had it before where you've talked about the putting the laundry away and it totally falls into your acts of service you know bucket well and I even think about our morning ritual and our morning routine wake up routine and morning routine like I get up I come downstairs I make your your coffee first and that's you doing an act of service for me. And you don't care. No, I don't care. <laughs> like, you're absolutely right. Like, I and, I, com- want, and I want positive reinforcement that I made you coffee every day. Right. And if I come down first, no one ever makes me tea. Right. And it makes me feel bad. Right. It really does. It makes me feel bad that, like, I get up every morning and make you coffee. But if you get up and come downstairs first, 
You don't even think to make me tea. Right. And you're absolutely correct. You're, you're, you're right. It's, it's, and, and, but you'll come downstairs and I'll be like, did you have a good night's sleep? You know, are things going okay? I want to talk to you about it. I want to, I want to, you know, make sure you feel good. I want to give you, you know, if you didn't sleep well or if you did sleep well and, and, or whatever's happening, like our, that's the, that's the challenge with it is like we think in our own love language. Right. And so, you know, if you go to fivelovelanguages.com, they, the website has a really succinct way of explaining it that when we feel disconnected from people we care about, life can be really lonely and that utilizing these kind of five ways to look at how our personalities, um, it's a simple and effective way to strengthen your connection so you can experience greater joy and harmony in all of your relationship, not just your romantic relationship. Um, And it's true if you kind of think about take a step back and it's kind of like the disc personality profile we've used that to those ways to talk to people this is another way to lead people and to engage with people just by being a little bit more self-aware yeah and i think that you know when you think about and we've talked about it in a lot of different ways like we've talked about how we do the disc test at work and that's one way and and we talk about it with our personalities and i think that this just kind of continues to build on top of that you know allison is is it allows you to continue to be better at communicating in this case you know with your partners where the main focus is but you're right it it can work with anybody when i think that if you are struggling in any relationship it's it's a good way to rebuild that relationship you know so your love language is words of affirmation and what does that mean that kind of means expressing affection and appreciation through words whether it's spoken written texts how do you know if this is your love language do you thrive on being told you're appreciated that you're great that you're loved that what you did that you did a good job exactly like i want to hear hey you're go 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 get them like you know that's the very like raw raw sort of background and i think about it for me uh i grew up in a house that i think words of affirmation was the primary love language in the house oh yeah your family told you how great you were all the time right but i mean that's the but you're not wrong like that i think that's the you know we weren't a big touchy feely family i mean you know we were normal but like but what is normal but what is normal right but i mean we it wasn't you know it wasn't like i wanted hugs all the time i mean like we talk about our oldest son his love language is touch right he wants hugs he wants to be loved he wants to feel that love uh, for me, that wasn't what I grew up in in my house, you know. And I mean, we grew. I grew up in a fairly blue collar, you know, sort of existence. So it wasn't gifts. I wasn't getting tons of gifts all the time. Uh, I feel like our youngest son. I think it's gifts. Like all he wants is stuff. But but gifts doesn't necessarily mean buying you like big expensive things. You got to remember, like it's not just the stuff. It's the meaning behind the stuff. Right. Um, the thought the thought that went into it. It's not necessarily diamonds and luxury cars, you know, signs that giving gifts is your love language is when it comes to gifts, you put thought into it, um, that you treasure everything that your partner gives you, whether it's big or small. And you're hurt when someone you love doesn't communicate or commemorate an event with a thoughtful token. Yeah. So I I think for you, it's acts of service. We've talked about this. Your love language is acts of service. What do you think the genesis of that is? I think... And I thought about this last night. I think that I have only felt like I have a place when I'm doing stuff for other people. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, I've had a hard time. I had a hard time making friends as a kid. And so when I joined a group or an organization, my only value to them was 
doing stuff, being the secretary, taking the notes, doing everything. And that was the only reason people had to talk to me. Right. And so I kind of think that that's where it came from started. Do you do you feel like after going through this exercise and understanding like acts of service is your your love language, does it sort of change your perspective on how you approach things? I think over the last couple of years, my perspective has, has been changing that I don't have to be doing stuff for people for them to like me. Well, we've talked about it in relation to Michael Hyatt and his uh, Living Forward book about right. how like we needed to do a better job of saying no to things that and, and more you than me needed to do a better job of saying no to things because you were involved in 50 different things and you were just strung out and you're, you felt exhausted and your time was so minimal. Yeah. And I think that that was my way of quote unquote making friends and getting people to recognize me. And I think that probably it does also go back to like my household. My mom started law school when I was three and then she worked in the city. And so um, when I was little and my dad was working a job that he was far away. And so I think that the, when I was little, that was how my sister and I sometimes got positive reinforcement too. Like if I cleaned the house or Christine cooked or, you know, that because it was things that they didn't have time to do. That's how they that's how we got attention from them sometimes. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I just think it's interesting. I think uh, as it relates to you and I and our relationship and it's and it's funny because I will say like one of the one of the tough parts about being a married couple that own and operate a business together is a lot of times and I think this is common with everybody a lot of times. The business is the focus. You you work on the business. You work on making the business better. You don't work on the marriage as much. Right. The the marriage it's is there. It's there. It's part of what's there. Right. Uh, so this gave me like this gave me a little bit of pause for us to be able to sit and look at look at the marriage. I don't need Christmas presents. If somebody gets my car detailed for me, that would be great. But like I think if you know if, when thinking about it in relation to you and I and communicating with each other, I think it's interesting because I definitely feel like uh, most of what I try to do is acts of is uh, lo, most of what I try to do for you is more of that you know words of affirmation that trying to make you know build you up and make you feel good. But when you make dinner and feed me, that's the best. That's every night. I do that every <laughs> night. So you get a you you are guaranteed an active service every day from me. With making making dinner, but do, do you feel like that's a good one though? Do you feel like it becomes stale after a while? Like it's just expected act of service. That yeah, I think sometimes. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. It's but I always every night thank you for making dinner. I know, and we've and you try to make the kid. You have the kids do it too, and and it some nights I have the kids help me make dinner. So if one of our kids ma helps make dinner, it's funny because we make the other child and you will say thank you you know, Craig and son for making dinner. So, And I think that that also comes back to my mom's love language is probably words of affirmation because um, although she wasn't around to cook dinner every night, um, when she was, nobody said thank you. And she would always like prompt for that thank you. And so I always remembered that. And I always made sure that I did it with you guys. From there, the other two love languages that we really haven't talked that much about so far, quality time, which we kind of touched a little bit on in the beginning, um, is that, you know, the person's love language is they just want to spend time with you. But undivided time, like right. not time where we're sitting on the couch and you're on your watching TV and you're on the phone. And you and I talk about this all the time because, like, I think pretty much every day we sort of 
uh, quote unquote, finish our day. We usually watch a show if, if it's a half hour sitcom or something on the couch, you know, depending on our time. But it's not and we've had this conversation. We actually talked about it the other day. Like it's not quality time. It's just sort of like our wind down time. Yeah. Time and quality time are two different things, right? Right. And I think that's sort of where like that whole idea of of taking you the other day and going for the bike ride and the breakfast and going grocery. We never go grocery shopping together, going grocery shopping together for an hour. Like I think for me, that was a little bit of like, hey, we never do quality time. We should try to do quality time after listening to this book. Right. Because just being in proximity to each other doesn't doesn't get the job done sometimes and it affects your libido it affects your you know your the way you communicate just and it doesn't have to be your love language to be necessary like you need you just because it's not our primary let's say primary love language we still need to spend quality time together yeah that's what i was going to say when you go to five lovelanguages.com and you take the test to see what your love language is it gives you percentages of each one so like you like for both like you and me like our highest percentage was the two that we've talked about right. but like i think for us i think quality time was up there i think that was second on my list yeah it was second or third on my list as well so i think that you know you have to also remember that like you're not just you know, words of affirmation or or whatever. You you could be words of affirmation and quality time. You're you you're a little bit of all of these. And and the last one that we haven't talked about yet is physical touch, um, which is exactly that. We talked about our young our oldest. He is very much. This is very much his love line. Right, and we're not talking about non consensual. We're not talking necessarily about sexual touch. It's just physical touch. That's appropriate. Yeah, it, it can be implicit or explicit, uh, but it could be like one of those things where like, I just come up and rub your back or, or, you a, know, hug, or a hug, right? Or a kiss or just cuddling next to each other, laying on, e you know, resting on each other, you know, sometimes that just that pressure or that feeling of somebody else. And it's interesting because for me, this came up extremely low. Like, uh, I'm not a big and it's and I think this has changed for me, to be honest with you. I think Years ago, I was much more of a touchy-feely person. No. You don't think I ever was? You've never wanted to hold hands in public, no, hug true. in public, mm. like those kind of things. Yeah, I'm not a PDA kind of person for sure. But in, and even though it's low on my list, um, you know, a lot of times what Gary talks about in the book is even though we're not talk necessarily talking about sexual, physical contact, especially for women, sometimes you need the physical touch bef so that you can get into that other stage. Yeah, to get into the to get into the mood, if you will. Right. You can't go from nothing to just wanting to be in bed in terms of love languages. And I think it's interesting. I think it's it's one of those things where you're when you look at all of these love languages, sometimes they they need to mix a little bit, right? So sometimes you need to have the quality time to get your physical touch up a little bit if it's low. So I think that those are you know when you think about the difference of of all of those, I think you have to think about, like, it's not, you're not just one. I think we have a hard time with our team, and it's something that we need to work better on, is we use the DISC profile a lot with our team and, and, and Almar, and I think it's really hard because they sometimes grasp onto it, and they're like, well, I'm a C, so I need this, right. this, this, and this. And I think sometimes you have to remember- I do that. You do that, and I do that too. I do it too. I'm like, I'm a high I, so I'm always like, woo. And so I think that part of it is that you need to do a good job of understanding 
everybody's a mix of these. It's it's how that mix works, you know? Right. And so one of the things we're going to do in the next couple months is we do like a potluck lunch where we do like a lunch and learn. And we're going to do this. We're going to talk about this. So we, because I think that if we add knowing what their love language is and how they want to be appreciated into their disc profile, that we will continue to build a better team. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great book. Um, Allison. And I think that, you know, we need to think about how we can take care of our love language. If you go online, there's lots of like images and memes of how you can um, express and really kind of understand it. I think that reading the book or listening to the book on Audible is a great way to start. Absolutely. But um, there's, you know, how do you get started with it? How do you communicate? How to take actions, things to avoid, like words of affirmation, you know, things to start doing is to leave unexpected notes or texts. If you and your partner aren't in a great place, just starting to build those things will help the conversation get started. Yeah, and I think it was interesting when we read the book that, you know, a lot of the examples that Gary Chapman used when he was, you know, writing the book were people who were like super far apart from each other in their in their love language and in their and in their marriage, you know, there were major issues. There was talk of divorce and all of these things. And um I thought it was interesting how he used the, and obviously for the book, he used the examples that it worked, right? It brought right. people back together. And I think that, you know, it's, it, it is one of those things that you don't think about. You know, you think about what the problem is, you know, what the issues are, but you don't think about, and you think about, well, she never, ever tells me how great of a job I'm doing, or she never, ever, you know, gives me a hug. And I think that um, it gives you the opportunity to go, well, what am I not doing? Right. He uses the the analogy of a of a get like a gas tank, your love tank. What have you done to pour into somebody else's tank? Right. So I, I think that's it's, you know, really, really awesome to check out. Five Love Languages, by the way, is available on audible.com. Uh, you can download it, listen to the book. It's a good listen, short listen, only a few hours. Um, and you can get a free 30 days of Audible on us. Just visit audibletrial.com slash bizmary. That's audibletrial.com slash B I Z married. Allison, I really think that this was an important book for us to listen to. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that it it's, again, another layer to helping us communicate and working together at home and at work. And I think that, you know, it's also one of those things I realized in, in doing little things that it's not a light switch, right? It's not like nothing is. There are very few things that are like it changes instantaneously. This is one of those things that it, it makes us, you and I, focus back on our marriage and what are some of the things that we can fine tune and do a little bit better. Can I do a little bit? And, uh, you know, I like the other morning we got up. I never make the bed, right? I very rarely make the bed. The other morning we got up. What did I do? You made the bed. I mean, you made the bed. And I'm thinking, okay, those are the little things that I need to get better at. Those are the things that matter. They don't matter to me. Like the bed could be unmade all day to me. No. Uh, but those are the little things that matter to you. And so I need to tweak and do those things better because it's more, you know, it's trying to do for the other person what's going to make them feel a little bit better. Check it out. FiveLoveLanguages.com. See what your love language is. Do it with your spouse. Do it with your spouse. And even if you don't have a spouse or a partner, you know, 
do it for yourself because there are ways once you know what your language is yourself, you can take better self-care as well. Yeah, absolutely. Check it out um, and check out our free Audible trial. You can get, like I said, free 30 days of Audible. You can listen to Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. It's audibletrial.com slash bizmarried and check us out online as well. You can find us. Don't forget to follow and listen and all that kind of stuff. Tell your friends. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at bizmarried or you can find us on Facebook. Just search Married with a Business and we have a website as well. Marriedwithabusiness.net, Allison, has a lot of information on it. Yeah, I'm always trying to update it. And as we post new episodes, post new resources for you guys. Yeah, so definitely check that out, marriedwithabusiness.net. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with another show. And remember, not only is it important to focus on your business, but also your marriage, because we're Married with a Business. Married with a Business.